Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a weekly look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Coming up, we'll have a look at this week's Louisiana Ag News headlines. We'll check out the latest happenings at the state capitol and in Washington, D.C. in our Grassroots Government segment. We'll hear from one of you as we take you to the fields and pastures of the Bayou State and find out the latest in crop and cattle conditions. And we'll look inside the markets with commentary from experts at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. All of this and more coming up on this week's podcast. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number seven of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. I'm Carrie Martin, your host, and once again, we've got another great podcast lined up for you this week. We'll kick it all off with news headlines and then transition right into grassroots government where we'll hear about the special legislative session that's going on right now at the state capitol. We'll go in the field to talk to Jason Condry of Condry Farms. They farm anywhere from Lake Providence, Louisiana, all the way down to St. Francisville, Louisiana, some 23,000 acres. We'll get an update from Jason on what's happening on Condry Farms all throughout northeast and north-central Louisiana. We'll get market insight from our usual market analysts, Greg Fox and Dave Foster, on the grain and cattle markets, and we'll wrap it up with a look at the ag calendar. It's all coming up on Episode 7 of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. We'll kick it all off with news headlines right now. Here's a look at the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. The House version of the Farm Bill is scheduled for another vote in a few weeks, June 22nd to be exact. This coming after the bill failed to pass a floor vote due to a fight over immigration. Louisiana Farm Bureau Director of National Affairs Kyle McCann says this next vote should go a lot smoother. When considering the Farm Bill, there were some very negative amendments uh, that did get voted upon. Uh, However, all of those were defeated. Uh, So as the Farm Bill stands, there weren't any more issues related to should we change this or that. It will strictly be a vote on reconsideration of the bill. It appeared that everyone was in place and supportive of the Farm Bill, but it just got held hostage on this immigration issue, a totally separate issue altogether. Louisiana Congressman and House Majority Whip Steve Scalise says a vote on the immigration issue will come before the Farm Bill is put to another vote. Louisiana cotton farmers are experiencing early season insect problems. Don Molino reports that it's tied to the current weather we're having. LSU Ag Center Extension Service Entomologist Dr. C. Brown says this hot, dry weather we've been having is helping increase infestations of spider mites in seedling cotton. We also have thrips infestations, which are here every year. Typically, hot, dry weather doesn't dictate those as much, but the spider mites are causing an issue for concern for a lot of farmers. There's a few different options that you can do. If the issues are bad enough, you may need to make a dedicated modified application to control the spider mites. Or if there's rain in the near forecast, which it looks like based on our forecast we're not going to see much rain but 
what I recommended to guys with rain coming is that just if it can ride, let it ride for a day or two. If you've got rain coming, rain is a great miticide that you don't have to pay for. And so especially on seedling cotton, it does a good job controlling uh, two-spotted spider mites by washing them off the plant. Dr. Brown also says thrips are common every year, but spider mites are not. We fight thrips every year. Thrips are uh, one of those insects that we can anticipate in early season cotton every single year. Spider mites are a little different because typically we're not nearly as hot or as dry as we are right now. This hot, dry weather really kind of opens up a window for spider mites to move in. And then we have some issues where uh, we start seeing mite populations move across the field. And it really makes it for a difficult a difficult situation because guys are starting to spend money uh, a lot earlier on cotton than they normally do. And so it makes an already... It can be input-intensive crop even more when it's this young. So that really makes it makes it a, a hard pill to swallow when you have to spend money on four true leaf cotton outside of thrips. Cotton can outgrow the spider mite problem somewhat. At the same time, spider mites, they're the type of arthropod that will actually, if you have too many spider mites on a plant, they'll actually cause the, the, the leaves to desiccate and fall off. The cotton is still growing. But at the same time, if you have a severe mite infestation in cotton, what they'll do is as the cotton plant pushes out a new leaf, mites will move from the old leaf to the new leaf, and they just work their way up the plant as the cotton grows. If it's severe infestations, which are called stand loss, or you're seeing a lot of visible injury symptoms, a treatment is more often than not justified. You don't want to lose stand, and you want to try to save as many leaves as you can just because we're not we're running out of water. Are, we're running out of moisture. We're not getting any rain in the forecast anytime soon. And so we need to keep that cotton as healthy as we can so we can at least optimize the yield potential later in the season. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. The 2018 Louisiana wheat harvest is making quick progress. The latest Louisiana Crop Progress and Condition Report shows 44% of the crop now out of the field. One reason for that is that we just don't have very much wheat in the state this year. But the little wheat that we do have is looking very good. That report shows winter wheat ratings at 9% excellent, 61% good, 25% fair, and only 5% rated poor. It wasn't a whole lot of acreage to begin with. I mean, we're down even from last year from 20,000 down to about an estimated 15,000 acres a week. That's LSU wheat specialist Boyd Padgett, who says we had good weather at planting, a cold winter, and practically no disease problems. In 30 years of walking wheat fields, this is the lightest disease I've seen in the state. And that's translating into one of the best wheat crops in many years. What's out there really has performed well. The yields that I'm hearing are up in the 70s in some places. Test weights are high, high 50s, even low 60s. We've had the perfect growing season, and I'm hoping that we probably will be trending up. I suspect we will. LSU Ag Center wheat specialist Boyd Paget. It was an exciting week in the cotton market with prices moving well above 90 cents. Don Molino has more on why that happened. Dr. Jody Campici, Vice President of Economics for the National Cotton Council, says there were two primary reasons. One is the continued drought in Texas, and over the past several days, they've had some record high temperatures. So there's definitely still some concern about the Texas crop, whether there'll be enough moisture to get the crop up this year. Another concern has been Hurricane Alberta in the southeast, 
and the concern of some potential flooding rains in the southeast of you know Florida, Alabama, Georgia area. Outside of that, there's you know there's several other factors. Of course, we've got really strong demand right now. And for U.S. cotton, we've had strong export sales for both the 2017-18 crop year, which is the current crop year, and then the 2018-19 crop year. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. That is a look at the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. One subject we did not talk about is the special legislative session going on right now at the state capitol in Baton Rouge. And we're going to talk about that next in our grassroots government segment. Joe Mapes, lobbyist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, will give us an update. In the meantime, be sure to check out all of the latest Louisiana agriculture news on our website, voiceoflaag.org. And while you're there, sign up for our daily newsletter. It's called The Daily Voice. It contains all of the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture delivered right to your inbox at 5 o'clock every weekday morning. Grassroots Government is coming up next on The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Growing up in Sarepta, I could see the value of agriculture every time I left the house. Whether it was timber going to the paper mill or cattle in a pasture, I knew the farmers, ranchers, and landowners were keeping my hometown on the map. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation helps keep them in business. So join the Farm Bureau today. Become a member at LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. It's time for a look inside the halls of government in this week's edition of Grassroots Government on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. In our Grassroots Government segment this week, we want to talk about the special legislative session going on at the state capitol. In fact, this is the second special session of this year as lawmakers are still trying to come up with a budget. There's been a lot of disagreement between the governor and the legislature, and hopefully they'll be able to hammer something out this time. Now, we talked with Joe Mapes a couple of weeks ago on the phone about this session, and he said that it would definitely not be a pretty process. I talked with Joe on the phone just a couple of days ago, and he said the same thing. It, it was really ugly. Things were getting really bad down at the state capitol. He is so busy right now that he really wasn't able to join us for a phone interview. And in fact, things are changing so fast that any interview we would have done with him would be out of date by the time you're hearing this. However, I am going to give you an update here. Joe did a grassroots government video lately. I'm just going to take the audio from that and play it for you. That'll give you a bit of an update of where we are in the special legislative session. The session ends at midnight Monday night. So once again, by the time you're hearing this, it may be all over. But what we're going to do is we'll have Joe on our podcast on a phone interview next week, and he'll give us a complete wrap-up of what happened in the legislative session. But for now, here's a quick update from Joe Mapes on grassroots government this week. Howdy, folks. 
I'm Joe Mapes with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, here to talk to you about the second special session of 2018 coming to an end Monday night. A couple of days ago, some damaging amendments to agriculture got on a piece of legislation. The good news is Farm Bureau membership got involved immediately. We're covering up the senators on the Senate floor with participation from these members. Thank you to all members that participated, okay? So what we're participating in is removing those damaging amendments to ag. And we also need to get a budget in place. It's time to get a budget in place and time to go home for these uh, legislators that are at the Capitol, for everybody at the Capitol. We need to resolve our budget deficit and move forward. So if you're talking to legislators back home this weekend, they're off, they're gonna be off this weekend. If you're talking to them, let them know how important it is that we get a budget in place so that government doesn't affect private business, agribusiness in our case. Now, for those of you who did not participate and don't uh, have a voter voice account, go to lfbf.org and you can sign up for voter voice. It'll use your zip code and your address and connect you with just your constituent legislators so that you can let your voice be heard. And what's happening right now with this campaign to strip these amendments is proof that your voice matters. So sign up at lfbf.org for voter voice and make sure that you're at the table because you know if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. And again, the session ends at midnight Monday night. Of course, they could end earlier, but you never know. So many times they push it until the last second. Again, we'll have an update next week, a complete wrap-up on the special session right here on our Grassroots Government segment. Coming up next, it's time to go in the field where we talk with one of you about what's going on on your farm. This week's guest is Jason Condry of Condry Farms. They farm all over northeast and north central Louisiana. We'll have an update from Jason coming up next in the field on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. You know your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gives you access to the best insurance on the planet, but it can also save you hundreds when you buy a car. On vacation, your Louisiana Farm Bureau membership gets you discounts on hotels and rental cars, and it makes you part of a group that's 143,000 families strong. So go to LAFarmBureau.org or call your parish Farm Bureau office to become a member. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana Agriculture. Agriculture. We're taking you to the fields of Louisiana as we hear from one of you in the field on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. As we go out in the field this week, we talk to Jason Condry of Condry Farms. And Jason, I wanted to start things off asking you about the subject that's on everyone's mind, and that is rain. We had a lot of spotty showers around the state over this past week. Some folks got a lot of rain. Some folks didn't get any. What kind of rain did you guys get uh, there in northeast and north central Louisiana? A real spotty. Last week was really good for some people and not so good for others. Uh, as far as our farm, we, we were pretty fortunate and got rain scattered all on most places except for one. And 
Um, you know, I think majority of people did get some rain to help and you just had a few pockets here and there that, that got, got nothing. Uh, so, you know, that's about the way it went last week. Tell me a little bit about your farm this year, Jason. Uh, how many acres do you guys have in and what crops do you have? Um, we're, I farm my dad and my brother and we're about 23,000 acres scattered from St. Francisville all the way up to Lake Providence and soybeans are the biggest crop uh, around probably 13 or 14,000 there and then uh, we have 3,500 acres of cotton and then a little 41 or so in corn and about 900 rice. Wow I did not realize you guys were so spread out you literally farm all the way from uh, from Lake Providence down to St. Francisville? Well we farm St. Francisville when the river lets us. (laughs) It's it's been underwater we do actually have some planted we planted some uh, last week down there and got started uh, I don't believe we're going to get all of it. The river, there's a little bump in the river, and the lower ground is uh, is still underwater. But but yep, we do have some down there, and I'm actually still trying to get cotton finished up here. We've we've gotten uh, our sandy spots. We've gotten rain. Seems like a plant, and we get a rain and can't get it up. So we're on about our third round, and hopefully finish up this weekend. Well, let's talk about cotton. That has been an exciting thing to talk about this week. Uh, we ended up with cotton prices just literally spiking up through the roof. We're sitting at 92 cents now on new crop cotton. That's got to make you feel pretty good right now. It uh, makes me want to get it planted and up. <laughs> That's what it, what it, what it wants me, makes me want to do. Yeah, it is. It really is. I, first time, uh, if I had my choice, I, I prefer messing with cotton than any, anything else. And it's nice to have the opportunity now to really to make some real profit in it. If we can, like I said, if I can get everything up and, and end up picking it. Is it too late to actually, uh, I guess, maybe put a few more acres in? Would this price spike, do you think, uh, result in a few more acres here in Louisiana? It could. I, I know from my personal, I've never planted this late. Uh, even if I'm replanting or anything, I've never, you know, never been this late. Uh, you know, I know that for some people a few years ago, we're doing some uh, wheat cotton and stuff like that so and i know that on one of those years are some of the best cotton around so it just depends on what mother nature gives us but it might spike some i mean you could uh, but i feel like most people are just about planted up by now at least in our where we are and it's just this spot planting stuff or or following seep water behind the river that's the main reason i'm so late well you know i think it's good to see prices where they're at right now maybe try to revitalize this industry. You know, there was a day when we had well over a million acres of cotton in Louisiana, and it, it's pretty much dried up to, you know, a couple of hundred thousand, just just barely enough to keep the gens going. So uh, hopefully this will, will help revitalize that industry in Louisiana. What do you think? I hope so. I hope so. In my opinion, since I started farming, when we were back at a, at a 50-50 cotton corn rotation, or really two-thirds cotton, one-third corn rotation that way, uh, it, it was the best for all of us, I thought, uh, at least for our operation and for the community also, just more jobs and everything just seemed like it worked better. And, and for the ground also, that rotation just was a big deal. Tell me a little bit about your other crops, Jason. Uh, let's start with corn. Were you able to get your corn in okay this year? And how is it looking so far? We did, just like everyone else. Uh, we had a five-day window and all the corn in the country got, got in then. And uh, the corn's doing fine. Uh, some of our making ridge stuff, we've watered four or five times uh, now. And we're starting our second watering on uh, on everything else, really, and uh, it's really really happy with it right now. Uh, most of the first planted stuff is you know really full tassel now, and everything else is just getting there. And uh, I know we're putting our fertilizer shot out uh, this week, and um, so I'm happy with the corn right now. These temperatures aren't the best right here at tassel, but we uh, you know we got the rains last week. A lot of it, everybody has some moisture under it, so. 
you know, is what it is. Well, you already uh, started in on my next question. Hot temperatures, we're talking about heat indexes uh, well into the 100s this week. How does that affect that corn as it's tasseling? Is that going to uh, maybe hurt a little bit on yields later on? I think it will. I think it will. Most of the time, it seems when we have it tassel, if it's cool and wet, uh, you know, like we had the past couple of years, has really made a big difference. You know, how bad it'll hurt, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I do think it will have a negative effect in some in some way, though. Well, let's move on to soybeans. Did you uh, have any trouble getting the soybeans in this year? I know when we hit that dry spot, a lot of folks had to stop and wait. Uh, do you have everything in, and how is the bean crop looking as it's getting up right now? Uh, for us, everything looks great right now. We we had uh, down on the Louisiana Delta. Uh, we have a farm down there south of Jonesville that had a lot of flood water that pre- prevented us from planting there, and then on the St. Francisville place. But other than that, other than flood water, we had everything in, and uh, you know the beans are really really rolling, looking good. Well, Jason, I want to wrap up by asking you a question that I've asked the last few guests that we've had on the podcast over the last several weeks, and that is this. You obviously are a very busy farmer. You're running 23,000 acres along with your family. Uh, That's got to suck up all of your time. However, I see that you also make the time to get involved in your industry outside the farm. You're involved in Farm Bureau. You're involved in a lot of other organizations. You do a lot of traveling on behalf of agriculture. How important is that to you, and how important is it for all of farmers and agriculture to get involved outside of the farm? I think it's very important. I mean, we don't have a lot of people, uh, you know, beating our drum, our own drum, I guess. And you, the older I've gotten, I see the the importance of it. I mean, we're all so busy. I mean, we all we don't have time to do any nearly what we need to do, but I think each of us needs to set some time aside for, to be a part of these organizations to go to Washington, uh, the trips and things I've done there. Uh, that's what everybody's doing. If you're not there uh, speaking for yourself, no one else is, and you're going to get lost in, lost in the shuffle. And uh, I think it's, you know, it is, it's hard to do with family and farm and everything else going on, but I think it's vital, vital for the future for all of us. Jason Condry of Condry Farms. Jason, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good weekend. In the field this week with Jason Condry of Condry Farms. Next up, it's time to take a look at the markets. Greg Fox and Dave Foster are standing by to give us their insight on the grain and cattle markets. That's next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Farm Bureau has been working for Louisiana's farmers and ranchers since 1922, and that work continues today. If you're a farmer or rancher, Farm Bureau wants you to join and be a part of their family. Farm Bureau knows you're busy running your operation, so while you're at work on your farm or ranch, Farm Bureau is watching out for your interests. So join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture.
Now let's look at the markets with insight from the experts at the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Greg Fox is a grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Greg, it has been a very volatile week in the grain markets. What are some of the factors that you saw this week that had the markets on the move? Well, Tuesday we came in and then we saw talks of uh, Trump administration putting the tariffs on the tech gear coming out of China, and that uh, really took the wind out of the sails. We saw quite a bit of drop there, and that really lingered through the week, um, especially on the soybean side. You know, there's talks of retaliation and what is China going to do now with those big tariffs in place, and that's been the biggest driver. Trucker strike in Brazil has helped lend a little bit of support because it's hurting flow in and out of the port, um, but it's not enough support to really drive our prices super high. Um, and then weather conditions have been really favorable for the growing season so far in the U.S. and to get the crop in in a timely fashion. Greg, are you hearing any more reports out of Louisiana wheat harvest? Of the last couple of weeks when you and I have talked, things have just been really, really good. Uh, is that continuing to be the case? Yeah, I know a few folks are wrapping up harvest, but uh, in some of that late, uh, later stuff, the quality has fallen off a little bit. But overall, what little bit of wheat that we've seen has been excellent. Uh, you know, 60-pound test weight. Um, you know, one farmer I spoke to, he was averaging 75 bushels to the acre. So uh, it's been pretty positive. And then, uh, you know, a lot of folks now are asking the question about uh, what prices are going to do for next year because the same guys that planted always are looking to price it. And some guys that hadn't planted it in a couple of years are potentially looking to put it back in the ground. So with strong prices and a good crop that's come off, we could see a little bit more wheat in the ground for next year. Greg, the real story in the markets this week was the cotton market. I realize that you don't really deal with cotton, but I wanted to ask you, when we're looking at cotton prices now up above 90 cents, 92 cents on new crop cotton, what are you hearing uh, from your grain guys out there about this high cotton market? Uh, I talked to one guy who's a pretty decent cotton farmer as far as for size. He's backed off his acres from last year, and he, he was upset. He wished he had more acres and wished he hadn't sold, pretty much sold what he can sell as far as for his cotton sales, simply because it you mentioned that it bumped up over the 90. And I would think if we continue to see those high prices for cotton, I think that's going to cut into some of our corn acres for next year. You know, if they see profitable cotton, you know, I think a lot of those guys that have, you know, interest in those uh, cotton gins, they're going to plant more cotton if it's, you know, yields better and the, the price is better than corn. You know, it's, it's hard to plant corn when you're barely over four bucks, but I imagine it's pretty, uh, <laughs> makes pretty good sense to plant cotton if it's over 90 cents. Greg Fox, he's a grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Thanks so much, Greg. Appreciate it. All right, Kerry. Have a good one. Here's a quick look at how the markets wrapped up the week. November soybeans were up three and a half, closing at 1037 and three quarters. December cotton up 98 points at 92.62 cents. September corn down two and three quarters, close at 401 a bushel. September rice down four cents, 1130 a hundredweight. July wheat was down three, 523 and a quarter. July sugar up 29 points at 24.95 cents. And now we turn to the cattle markets where we visit with our regular market analyst, Dave Foster, with Cattle Producers of Louisiana. Dave, we just wrapped up the month of May. Looking back on May, what were some of the key factors that you saw affecting the cattle market for that month? Well, one of the things that uh, that certainly happened after they got the May deal all closed up and got the figures put together, we had uh, record live cattle slaughter for uh, 
for that month, and I think it goes all the way back to the year 2000 that they slaughtered that many cattle in in, in this short period of time. But uh, so that was one thing. The record exports. We shipped a lot of of meat uh, and exported a lot of meat, and that too set uh, set some records. And so with those two things there, it, it it kind of stopped the slide of the futures market, if you will, and and uh, so we had we ended up the week with uh, steady prices for live steers and heifers at a dollar ten, and there may be some outlying sales that could get a little higher, but at least that uh, that slide has uh, has quit right now. So all of those things were good, and we talked about that wall of cattle that uh, that was there, and it is there, and and so. The Packers have uh, have really had it their way for the whole month of May, and they've made uh, they've made a lot of money. And I got uh, I've even talked to a few folks there in the packing industry, and they're uh, they're talking about their plants have been cranked up at about ninety percent capacity, so they're moving some product through there. And and so the the beauty of that is is the the stores are using it as well. Well, Dave, how does that trickle down to our local Louisiana markets? It's reflected in some of the prices that we're seeing at the local auction markets for um, slaughter bulls, for example. The uh, bull market has gone up for the last week and uh, continues to get higher, and and that's indicative, certainly, because of uh, we're into the grilling season and lots of people like hamburgers. So, uh, that that certainly is a good thing in the cow market. Uh, slaughter cow market has had a little bit of a of a push to it as well, and gotten a little bit stronger. So, so those things are positive. And when we talk about us in the cow calf state, our commodity that uh, that we mostly sell is the bulk of our our trade is that that uh, calf. And and uh, as I talked about last week and the week before that, we're now into that June July period, and we. We got into this about a week ago where the auction markets now are filling up with the new crop calves, calves that were born last fall. And and so that's adjusted. Uh, everybody now is looking at uh, what there is in the market in the southeast, which are new ca- new crop calves. And, and so they've adjusted the prices, and the prices have moved up this week, as a matter of fact, and because that demand is there. So... The big word for us for probably the next few months is weather. Uh, what's the weather going to look like? Is there going to be enough rain uh, in the grass-growing states where our calves are growing so that the, they'll, they'll be wanting more of our calves? Uh, where are we going to get any rain to where we'll have pastures to get our calves through that way as well? And so, so probably, again, the big word for us right now is weather. Uh, our producers need to kind of be checking with their marketing reps and deciding what they need to do and when they need to do it. But uh, uh, there's a good, uh, there's really a kind of a an underlying positive thing to all of this. And so uh, it may be uh, it may be a good summer, and uh, we'll get through this wall of cattle certainly in the next couple of months, and uh, and then they'll be looking to replace cattle back into those feedlots. So again, we in the cow-calf states, uh, I think, are certainly setting in a very good position. Dave Foster with Cattle Producers of Louisiana. Dave, always appreciate your insight. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome. 
Coming up next, it's time to take a look at the Louisiana Ag Calendar to see what's happening in Louisiana agriculture over the upcoming week. That's next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This is Trace Atkins for the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. If you're a farmer or rancher, Farm Bureau wants you to join and be a part of their family. I grew up in Louisiana farm country, and I know all the hard work and sacrifice that you put into raising livestock, growing a crop, raising a family, and running a farm. Farm Bureau puts that same hard work and sacrifice into making life better for you and your family, so join today. The Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Now to wrap up this week's podcast, let's take a look at what's coming up this week on the Louisiana Ag Calendar. Only one event on the Louisiana Ag Calendar this week, and that is another one of the LSU Ag Center's Rice Field Days. The Ag Center is hosting a series of Rice Field Days all over the state over the next several weeks. The one coming up this week is Tuesday, June the 5th, and it will be held in Lake Arthur. Of course, if you want information on that, you can check out the LSU Ag Center's website at lsuagcenter.com. Again, Tuesday, June the 5th, LSU Ag Center Rice Field Day in Lake Arthur. That's a look at the Ag Calendar, and that is a wrap on episode number 7 of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Be sure to join us right here again next week. Until then, be sure to connect with us on social media. We're on Facebook, at Voice of LA Ag. And we're on Twitter at the same handle, Voice of LA Ag. You can keep up with us there. Each weekday, we update that with the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Be sure to friend us, follow us, and keep up with us there on social media. Well, I hope you have a great week this week, and I'll see you again right back here next week on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Join us again next week. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.